It's time again for the Scotty Johnny Podcast with your host, Scotty Johnny himself, John Barnett, and the ego himself, Cheddar Talk, Aaron Flottam, talking Wisconsin sports, NFL through D3, college hockey, doesn't matter. Two mics, two crusty vets, two opinions, one based in reality, and one based in what do you bet on Twitter, with music by Delete Great Cars and Trucks. Here's John and Aaron. Welcome, welcome, one and all. Welcome into the Scotty Johnny Podcast. I am your not-so-humble host, Jonathan Barnett, and with me, as per usual, I present to you, Aaron Flottam. Hey, John, what's going on, man? Uh, the the abyss is in full effect, and uh, <laughs> the Bucks better pick up their game, or our abyss is going to be bad come uh, May if we don't have baseball. Yeah, what kind of got us through it last year that kept us really busy is the Bucks had a ton of stuff. The Bucks continued to play through the end of the, the playoff, obviously, and then we had baseball. The, the, the whole playoff. They played the whole playoff. The whole thing. Every single game. The last and, it was, game and, it was, and it was delayed a month and a half, right? Because they yeah. went clear into ju- to July. Yeah. Yeah, so we had a ton of baseball. We had, yeah, plenty of things there. Not a lot here. We'll see if we can stretch a full, you know, full week show out of this here this time. And, uh. I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out as we go, I guess. But thank if, you, if anything, we'll we'll just we'll just turn into your uh, your uh, Ukraine uh, <laughs> Russian conflict podcast leader. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So to say, welcome one and all. But if Putin's out there, get out. Just yes, we don't need you. And your and, and we no longer say hello to our friends in Belarus. <laughs> oh yeah, that dude. Oh, um, they turned on us. Oh. He better send us an email or a tweet saying that he had nothing to do with that. <laughs> the um, last week tonight has some good stuff on that president of of Belarus. He's a that dude is he's a wackadoo. He's a bit he's a bit out there. I think you're you're yeah. not allowed to mention that he's losing hair or take yeah. a photo of his balding spot in the back. <gasps> it's so what great. if he, what if he's what if he's the one that's listening to our podcast? <laughs> well, then he can get out. <laughs> and he, I don't and need yes, it. He, he can get bent. Leave. Yeah. Don't yes. need your download. Oh, so what you're uh, saying is that he's got some very uh, Kim Jong Un uh, oh, yeah. uh, uh, characteristics to him. He proudly refers to himself as the last dictator of Europe. Like it's just weird. I don't get him. But yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, do you remember that evil. part? What was Ki- what was Kim Jong Un's dad's name? Uh, Kim Jong Il. Kim Jong Il. Remember that bit? Yeah. Do you remember that bit where he had that he uh, shot an 18 on an 18 hole golf course? Yes, he shot an 18. Shot All an 18 in one, on every an single one. On every single hole, my favorite entire entire country believed it. That's... They have to; they're required by law to believe him. Well, they don't. They don't know not to. There's a great. There's a Twitter follow out there. It's <laughs> Kim Jong Number Un, um, which is obviously a fake Kim Jong Un account, which is pretty funny at times. But yeah, I can't. I, I'll, I'll look it up as the show goes on. I also have the uh, Twitter that is the uh, Democratic or the oh yeah uh, the the. the the, the the people's twitter of north korea democratic which is, people's republic of korea news organization news, which is not obviously them yeah it, it, it's 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 as if it was it was it, they do a good job it's as if they were from north korea but it's uh it's really good it's right up there with uh tattooing ap <laughs> that's that's it's really good like some of the stuff that they roll out there yeah anyhow all right so sports yeah we are trying um we're turning those those weird type of podcasts just going all over the place. But um, thank you again for joining us, everybody, wherever you are and you're listening to us around the world. Uh, thank you again for joining us. We've had a, a actually a, a, an odd uptick of um, listeners, uptick of downloads recently. So we appreciate all of you coming in. Um, 
there's a huge number. Is it the number. UW wrestling team? <laughs> no, but uh, that could be great, too, because if Eric Barnett is listening, we still love you. Uh, you're my favorite uh, wrestler at this point. And he follows and tweet me. Us, and, and, and tweet us, and we might actually front load the wrestling stuff to the almost front, because as always, Packers first. But, you know, yeah. whatever. If they want to come on the podcast, too, uh, Austin Gomez, um, you know, uh, Eric Barnett, any of those guys want to come? Hilger, Trent Hilger, you want to come on this show? I would love talk, to have and, them on. And talk, I will not be wrestling you. <laughs> yeah, not. yeah, no, I'm not fighting any one of them. They'll just snap me. Um, they don't fight, John. They wrestle. Yes, true. But difference. if they fought me, they would also beat me too. I think at this point. <laughs> yeah. Either way, yeah. Uh, not, I ain't got. I, I ain't got nothing. I, I, I try. I try and pull a spladel on them or something like that, and you know, get a get a quick pin right off the bat. But if it was, if it took more than ten seconds, I'd be done. Oh yeah, wrestling, I'd be done. Even a fight, I'd be done. But you know, I can hold my own in a fight. But still, it's. Um, yeah, I got no. some weight to push around with a fight, but uh, yeah. I mean, maybe if I wrestled like one of the like someone in the 20, 120s, 130s, I might be able to lean a little bit of weight, but uh, <laughs> they'd still they'd still beat me in the end, I'm sure. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, as we said, thank you for joining us. You can follow this show itself on Twitter. We're on Twitter uh, and uh, we're at Scotty Johnny Pod. You can follow me. My my Twitter handle is not so humble host. I make it easy by just saying it at the beginning of every show. And I know, Aaron, you're on Twitter as well, correct? I am, John. I'm at Twitter Talk, at Twitter Talk. And, uh, John, I'm starting to get to that rarefied air where people are following me and I don't know why. So I'm just getting followers that <laughs> I, I don't know why they're following me. So, I mean, I, I guess I'm doing something right. I mean, it's only go. been an uptick of, of 20 or so in the last week. But, I mean, yeah. sees being it's not baseball season, that's when I tend to get the most followers during baseball season because I'm always on it. And uh, there's a side pro- side project I have that might pull away from my followers now. But uh, yeah, and it's not football season. I, I'm not an avid Bucks tweeter because although I'm a big fan, and as yeah. you'll hear in just a little bit here, I was at the game on Saturday night. Yeah, uh, I don't tweet a lot of Bucks just because I I, I don't feel like a subject and, matter expert on basketball, and I, I there's a lot of negativity in NBA Twitter. And the NBA regular like, season isn't isn't something that I can get worked up about. Like it's the regular right. season. I'll, I'll, and, once we get to the playoffs, I will really amp in on Bucks Twitter, but and, um, and just blind yeah. hatred. And there's and there's <laughs> there's entire there's entire there's entire there's entire Twitter fan bases for just players that have no loyalty to any team. Like it doesn't yeah. matter what team. Like as it you know, all of Harden's Twitter people have followed him from Houston to Brooklyn to now Philly without you know ever missing a beat. And mm-hmm. they don't care what team he plays for, but they're hardened fans. And I don't, you have to be some sort of degenerate to like be a hardened fan. <laughs> I, I don't understand how that could be your favorite player. Cause that dude hasn't been relevant in four years. Mm-hmm. And he is, he is a, a he is a man sized baby that cry with a huge beard that cries when he doesn't get his way. Right. And you know, destroys entire teams. And I'm yeah. sure Embiid is so stoked that he's right. there. Yeah. The beard should shave him off at this point. Is what I think because <laughs> right. the beard is fantastic. Right. And, and hey, guess what? Him. I saw Seth Curry play the other night. I, he's reason enough that Philadelphia fans should be mad. And I think Seth Curry is going <laughs> to flourish in Brooklyn because that guy's besides yeah. looking more like Patrick Mahomes' brother than looking like <laughs> Steph Curry's brother. He, I think he's going to be a pretty. I think he's going to be a pretty good player. Like I think he'll pan out pretty nicely. Yeah, Del Curry. Nice. Del Curry had some good genes. So. <laughs> right. that, that was her dad, right, Del? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I got confused um, with Del. I got confused with Del Griffith from Planes, Trains, and Automobiles there for a second. Oh, nice, good reference. Oh, 
I had I had a, I had a tweet the other day that just completely missed between two and big we at, pillows. We we, we <laughs> stayed at the Hilton downtown Milwaukee. Okay. Yeah, I know swanky for the Bucks game, and they had those hookless shower curtains. Oh yeah, you, you put know that the ones. Up. I saw that, and I put that up, and I said, I, whenever I see hookless shower curtains, I'm sad because not only is Del Griffith homeless, now he's unemployed. <laughs> and if you don't get that reference, go watch Planes, Trains, and Automobiles, and you will understand. Great Thanksgiving movie. Those aren't pillows. <laughs> right. All right, everybody. We're going to well, kick everything off immediately. We're going to actually start talking about Wisconsin sports here. We're going to get into it in the segment we like to call our main event. Starting things off with the main event. All right. So the main event, we, we will give you just a little bit of Packers talk this week, just because it's out there. Um, Mm-hmm. Aaron, the Packers are going to play in London. Mm-hmm. Are you excited? Uh, I am, and it's actually, uh, I, I it, sooner. I think we've discussed it on this podcast before. You knew it was going to happen sooner or later. The Packers are the only team that has never played an overseas game. Now, uh, some teams have to have played overseas games in the preseason. Uh, one of them, I think, one time they played in Mexico City. The other time it got canceled. That was a, I think, Chargers, um, Rams game. Okay. Or Chargers, Chargers Cardinals game. Yeah, whatever. It was. Um, remember that the the turf was really bad. Yeah, and so the last yeah, second they they pulled out there. Otherwise, they were supposed to play at the uh, stadium in Mexico City. Like hundred, would have been well, the biggest NFL crowd ever. It would have been like one hundred twenty five thousand people. Weren't the Packers going to play in like Winnipeg? Yeah, the Packers are going to play. Packers actually had have had two preseason games canceled in the last ten years. I can't because yeah. one they were supposed to play the the Hall of Fame game. Remember that. Mm-hmm. And that got canceled because of turf problems. And then I think it was they lit the turf three, on fire almost. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like like because it, it and and everyone cried conspiracy theory because I think it was was it Peyton where they was Peyton it was luck playing? I don't know. Oh, luck! They were playing Colts. That's right. They were going to play Andrew Luck, and they were still they were favorites to be Super Bowl uh, in the Super Bowl that year. And everyone was crying conspiracy theory that the Packers and Colts got out of playing that fifth preseason game. And then, uh, yeah, a couple of years ago, they were supposed to play in Winnipeg at blue uh, uh, at uh, the Blue Bomber Stadium, and the term was the turf was deemed unplayable. Although, yeah. it's, even though Winnipeg was playing on it that week, because <laughs> because yeah. the holes where the the goalposts right. were in the end zone, because in Can- Canadian Football League, the, Longer field, uh, the, yeah. the goalposts the goalposts sit at the goal line like they used to in the NFL. And, and the stadium's a different uh, length too, the, or the field yeah. is, yeah, yeah. And so the holes where the goalposts were, um, trying to patch those, there was too many problems, and that sucks because I love Winnipeg. I've done a vac- I've done vacations. I've been to Winnipeg a couple times, including a lengthy one when me and Holly went up there to see the Bare Naked Ladies play, um, the band Bare Naked Ladies play for you younger people <laughs> who don't know that. Um, and uh, I love Winnipeg, and the Blue Bombers are my Canadian Football League team, and that's where Brian Brom went to after he left the Packers. Bet you didn't know that. Okay. Um, so that's the last professional football team he played for. Which you know, he's a jerk. So that's where you end your career when you're a jerk in the Canadian Football League. I'm sorry, Canada. a team that you like. Anyway, yeah, I know. <laughs> this team's terrible. Should have been late for them. the Hamilton you, Tigers. I love them. I, I I don't like the Ham- Hamilton Tigers. Edmonton. Um, but yeah, no, you knew it was coming sooner or later. Um, you know, I, I never thought, I think I've been, I think I've been quoted on this one as saying, I never thought they'd take a Packers home game away. Now it's been pointed out that now this year, the Packers are supposed to have nine home games. Yeah. And so they're just surrendering one. 
it was brought up. I heard that on uh, uh, 10, uh, 1070 on um, uh, Zabe this morning on the fan out of uh, or the game out of Milwaukee fan mm-hmm. and Madison that they are actually giving up a game in the long run. And that's because they converted one of the preseason games because they went from four preseason games to oh, three. Yeah. Yeah, and sure. so everyone's like, oh, they're just losing up. They're just losing a you know, the extra one. They still have eight home games. Yeah, but they only have one preseason game, not two. And for a town whose entire economy is based around um, eight eight regular season games and two preseason games, that's a big deal. You just took away one-tenth of their earning for the year. If, if they sell the sell tickets for a watch party at Lambeau Field for that game, they could make whatever they want to. Though, though that's probably, really that's gonna be the that's gonna be the workaround on it too. And also too, there's a lot of Green Bay Packer fans in the UK. Yeah. Um, yes. And the Packers are gonna make a cut out of what's at Tottenham's stadium. Tottenham Hotspurs, by the Tottenham way. Hotspurs. The best best name. <laughs> it's a, best it's a name fun name. Um, professional sports. I yeah, I'm already you. I'll tell you, we're already checking out um prices for flights just oh, of see, course you are because that sounds amazing rich, rich i love richardson oh whatever <laughs> god just I, I i would i would but do you know how expensive it is to stay in london god it, it's, it's yeah. ridiculous yeah i know uh flights right now you can get them from chicago for 500 but you know you don't know when the game's going to be because they haven't released a schedule um the other fun news is green bay is one of three finalists uh looks like to host the uh the draft in the in the next year, not this year, obviously. 20, 2024, yep. Them against uh, Detroit. Detroit and who was the other one? Uh, DC. Uh, so, yeah. So, that'd be interesting. It's like, yeah, that, that'd be that'd be really cool. Um, the, DC, DC, if you, you've been to DC, right? Yes. DC is not Probably. a good city for stuff like that. No, because I mean, it's built around other stuff. Like, there's just it's it, it's it's yeah. tight, and there's a lot of areas that you could not like. You're not just going to spill the draft onto um around the Washington Memorial. You know, <laughs> no. If they do it, it's going to have to be out by like, aren't they in like Landover, Maryland, or something like that? Um, yeah, on the just on the other side. Yeah, they're going to so, be around it, but in, probably out towards the commanders' facilities. Right, the commanders so, now. So that's that's going to be, yeah. No, it's just it's Washington. They they should just stay in Washington football team. The commanders sounds so stupid. God, it's the worst. Yeah. They went from they went from the most racially insensitive name in football to possibly the best name in football to now the worst name in football again. Like just in it's it's yeah. like malaria. You know, it's hot and then it's cold and then it's hot and then it's cold. Uh, what a terrible name. So they're not going to get it. Detroit. Um, Detroit's been better yeah than it has in years past detroit used to be one of the shining cities of america until the 70s in late 70s and 80s when all the you know that the whole thing happened but detroit could do it um green base infrastructure is the biggest problem with the draft though yeah the hotels but i mean like they do have the just the whole title town district is so good and it's such an incredible facility to be able to do things like that there it is it it it, it opens up a lot of things it's it's going to be like uh, what was it the uh, um, Ryder Cup last summer, except not as far. They're going to have to bus people back and forth from Milwaukee. I mean, like I know a lot of people go to the draft, but it's not like it's not like the Super Bowl. I mean, when they do it in New York, it fits inside one theater. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like that's the one thing. Like it's a cool event, and you know, they, whatever they can do and getting people there is kind of fun. But I mean it's not a i need 10 venues and you know i need all the the hotels for immediate you're like no it's, there's not a lot of people who are going to spend a lot more time right, going there rather than watching on tv it's not the super bowl 
It's a little different, I think. Right, but 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 you figure but you figure that when you have a home Packers game, only about half maybe are staying in a hotel. So what's that? Mm-hmm. Thirty five thousand people, mm-hmm. and there's a lot of people that have to go all the way to Wausau and Appleton and Manitowoc <laughs> and you know away, uh, Oshkosh, Nina Menasha to find a hotel room. And I've never seen anybody you know, have to the stay shuttle in services. Wausau. Most people. Give, I've never seen anybody have to stay in like Wausau though. I mean. No, I know people. No, no, people from the northwest part of the state do stay in Wausau. They get out of Green Bay and they get back to Wausau because that's the way they're going, anyways. Jeez. So, Cause... but I'm just saying, there's the the hotel situation in Green Bay is not up to up to par. Plus, with the draft, how many of those hotels are going to be sucked up right away by ESPN, Fox, all the other well, ones? Like, because all their people are going to have to be local. Yeah, there's there's so, three or four of them. Well, there's at least three I know of right away. They're right there because the Kohler Lodge is right there. That's the really nice one. Right. Uh, there's the Best Western on the other side over by Nitschke Field. There's like a Cambria Suites over back there behind Brett Favre Steakhouse. Those are the ones like in the immediate area. But if you actually go into those Green get, Bay. Those will, get, those will get sucked up by the networks right. and by the VIPs. And, and if you go into Green Bay proper, right there's a lot more. If you go into actual know, Green Bay, because that's basically those are. Mostly, but, but I'm saying, sites. but I'm saying that the city is made to take about thirty-five thousand people. I, I'd no. like to see the stats, but I'm just going to guess between thirty-five and fifty thousand people. That's what they have. I'm guessing they did the math for. on this already before they put in their bid. I bet they they showed all those. Well, numbers. I'm saying I'm saying that bid's probably involving busing people back and forth to Milwaukee. I can't believe that that would be true because I don't least, think, or at least, or at least the Fox Valley. I, no, I can't believe any of that because I mean. Because then why would they ever consider Green Bay if the situation is we'll bus you a half hour away to do because things? It's green, because it's Green Bay. Yeah, but they can go a lot of places. They could they could be in New York, Chicago, L.A. They can be in Detroit, then whatever. The dra- they can do all those things and not have to do that. So my guess is it's not that far. The, the, the draft is the smallest event that they have. Right. And it, they, they, they figured out with Cle- if they could do it in Cleveland, they could do it probably anywhere and make it work. But Cleveland is... 10 or five times bigger than green bay i mean um but the thing is you're talking about for like if you even if you say one entire hotel is taken by espn which is the yeah. only station them and the nfl network are the only two stations there that's it um i mean there's not like a presence from abc or cbs in the studio there it's just it's just them there's not a fox news people inside there there's not your fox sports you know what i mean it, yeah, but it, Fox Sports has people on site too, but it's just, around. But they don't have a full camera crew set. They've got a couple okay. of people there for the most part. And I'm not knocking Green Bay. I'm just trying to say that that's it's it's just it's limited. Like I think that's I'm trying to tell you the reasons why Green Bay wouldn't get it over Detroit. Right. That's all. I'm like yeah. they're gonna get it because it's Green Bay and everyone loves to go. And it gives people to like it's on everybody's except for unless you're from Chicago. Well, if you're from Chicago, you're gonna go there anyway. It's the same with Minnesota, but it's on everyone else's bucket list of places yeah. to see if you're an NFL fan. Right. So this this gives you this gives you credence to go to Green Bay not and not pay for a game. You know, it's like it's something too like. I could potentially, you know, get my family up there and back yeah, and take thing. part in it. If you're in the state of Wisconsin, it's just, it's just, it's, it's, you know, we saw it with the Ryder cup last summer, like they, you know, it's, and now granted Kohler's not green Bay, no, but you know, it's, it's much smaller, but it's a suburb of Sheboygan. It's like, it's not, I know, but I'm just saying it's like a green Bay suburb, but there, but <laughs> I mean, but that's it's it's a it's a lot of people. So I mean, I I'd, I'd, I'd I like just, to see 
what's going to happen. And I think it really is going to, I mean, and, and shuttling people in and out. I mean, what's the big deal about that? I mean, heck, if you go to LA for a baseball game, you're driving two hours across town yeah. with traffic just to get to Dodger stadium. What's two hours in a coach bus. Yeah. My, my guess though, <laughs> is that, I mean, it's less people than come in for a game day, you know, like there's 80,000 people in the stands. Plus there's full camera crews. There's the, the whole work of that. And there's the people who come in just to rent places across the street. Um, the amount of people who come into town is, you know, like 100,000 people coming into town right. just for that. My guess is it's less than actual just game day for the people who show up for the draft. Like, you know, like we said, the, the people normally fit inside Radio Music City Hall or wherever, you know, it's, it's that kind of a crowd. But it will be fun to see that. Uh, the only the Packer news You know, what, you know I'm going to be smart right now. We usually go up to Door County and we stay in a small... Um, Okay. Airbnb cottage up there. Mm-hmm. We don't even go through VRBO for it or a VRBO. We don't even go through them anymore for it to, okay. because we know the owners. Um, I'm just going to book draft weekend 2024 <laughs> All right. and p- potentially cancel it. And if it doesn't turn out, we'll just go up to Door County for the weekend. All right. The, the win-win. Yeah. yeah. I mean, uh, they're 40 minutes away from Green Bay. It works. So. Maybe you'll run into AJ Dillon, the mayor of, of Door County. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's been given the key to the county so it's pretty fun i i love that that's awesome uh the only other things for packers i was trying to say is um th- they did restructure some contracts uh bakhtiari yeah, jones and i'm forgetting the last one just stuff um oh this will bother me but yeah they, they basically cleared oh kenny clark pardon me uh so they, oh yeah they kenny cleared clark up, was a big that was a big one that was 10 million dollars yeah they've cleared nearly i think it's around 30 million total now so i mean that's a huge amount of money, which doesn't actually even get them under the cap yet with Rogers' current cap number. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, that's his current cap what, number. What, what do you what do you say? What do you say to all the people that are claiming they're they're doing all this cap slashing and they're going to slash it even further just to just so Greg Jennings in the news again? Are, are are they going to make Aaron Rodgers the highest played player in football? I I don't know. They they might. They're not going to give him fifty. He wanted 50. They're not going to give him 50. They might do it. Um, the problem is, of course, yeah, making a guy who's in essentially probably his last contract, the highest paid player mm-hmm. in football again, is, is uh, that's a rough it's one. A bad, it's you're a gonna bad eat some, business practice. It is, and it's going to cause you to eat a lot of money at the end of this. And, I mean, you're just pushing off cap hell a little bit. But, I mean, the cap doesn't – it's kind of an artificial thing because – And not only that, you're making somebody the highest paid player. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, people restructure the stuff so much all the time. The cap doesn't really seem to mean that much. Like they're finding ways. <laughs> Brian Brian Butch brought that up on the uh, between Zabe and then uh, it's uh, Coon and Butch on right. uh, the game slash the fan. Butch goes. Butch said that this morning. Everybody, Zabe and the boys were like, "Oh, it's it's it's, it's all this." It, and Butch is like, "Who cares? The only people that care are the fans and the people on the radio." He's like, "He's like, has a team ever not made it under the cap?" <laughs> right. And the answer is no. No. No, they'll find and, a way and, at some point, and things and, will happen. And honest, and honestly, too, like so. Let's let's say that the Packers don't make don't make the cap. What's the what's what? What do you lose for a draft pick if you don't make the cap? A seventh rounder? Is that worth it to keep everybody on your team? Yeah, I'm not sure what the penalty is. I've never seen anybody get it, so I, I'm not really right. Sure. Exactly. You know right? what, what? What's it gonna? What's what's it gonna be? And it's just yeah, it's yeah. And like you said, it's it's bad business practice. You know that bad business practice to give somebody the highest paid contract of all time for for, for it, 
to, for for regular season play, you know, and, and just a, a pretty tepid postseason. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right. That's, that's, that's yeah. Yeah, we've dragged down Packer talk for a bit here, which is nice, but <laughs> that's really all there that is. Bad. Um, Bucks had a, I don't know, like that that next that Nets game was not what I thought it would be. Like I really thought that these were the ones that they get up for. The, I mean, quite oh, honestly, yeah. in the last Oops. week, I've become more concerned about this team than I have all year. The Sixers and the Nets are teams the Bucks have traditionally been able to get up for, as, as teams they know they'll have to play in the playoffs. Uh, they treat them as great practice, and they try to go after it and get after these teams. Um, Sixers just just beat them, just straight up beat them, and it made them look bad. Right. And uh, then they went out and played the Nets, and you were there. I mean, it's just yeah. they were they were up slightly at half too, right? I mean, they yeah, were they were yeah, yeah. they were up slightly at half, and then they just got just blown out in the second half. Like it, it was don't don't ask me the score. I was enjoying the game, or I was enjoying the atmosphere yeah. too much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I get that, but it's just like yeah, it was just just a terrible. Terrible finish. I mean, they bounced back today <coughs> against Charlotte, beating them by 24, 130 to 106. But yeah, just that kind of garbage. Just what was today? Was today home or away? I completely forgot. Uh, today's home game, today. right? Home, home game? Yes. Looks shoot, like shoot, it. I should have stuck down for that one. Anyway, double check it here, that, but I'm pretty sure that's a home wouldn't game. We're going to be doing that podcast right now. Um, yeah, no. So the, the game was. Uh, uh, the, yeah, lost by three. Was it was the 76, the 76ers was just before the Nets, right? Yeah, those are the, the last two games before they beat the Hornets here tonight uh, at home. Right, they sorry, lose 126, sorry, I, 123, I one and 123 so to 120. So, yeah. so, so, the six, so the Sixers game, and a uh, friend of the show, Pete, talked to me about this one, too. It was that uh, Embiid is just bigger than Giannis. And uh, I... He, I None I, of that's I, new I, though. Like, like they, it's they, it's not. But he's playing with it like a renewed energy that he didn't have for the longest time. Um, we'll see how Harden affects that mood. <laughs> but like he he did. He looked springy. He looked fast. He's uh, and just bigger. And he's playing like he can't. And he's not playing. He's playing with passion and wanting to play. And so um, that's scary. Um, if Harden comes in and plays like Harden can. Uh, that's scarier. Uh, mm -hmm. 76ers have a pretty good team. Um, they got rid of their cancer just to bring in another cancer. So we'll see how that cancer plays. <laughs> um, but yeah, so no, and that was a big takeaway from the 76ers game is Embiid is playing at a different level this year. He is playing like an MVP candidate. He is, um, yeah, he, he moves well. And then the Nets game, um, the one big takeaway I had from watching in person was uh, Andre Drummond that they just got in that big trade. I, I honestly can't even tell you where, remember what the last year. I think he came from the Lakers. I, I'll, I'll get my I'll forget that. Yeah, I'll get my butt chewed tomorrow for not knowing that that stat. But so we played a Nets team on Saturday that was missing uh, Kevin Durant, um, all rope Kevin Durant, top three, and. Um, doesn't have Ben Simmons playing on it yet either who wild card, you know, he's going to be good. Depends upon what kind of crazy he decides to bring to the team. But uh, uh, Andre Drummond, man, he's a big dude too. He's comparable. In size to, yeah. Lakers to Sixers uh, to the Nets. Okay. Lakers yeah. to Sixers and Nets. That's mm -hmm. how it worked. Uh, that dude's big. Um, and he moves uh, 
he's proportionally big. He's not lanky big. He's proportionally big. So uh, like Shaq, like not the same size as Shaq, but like how Shaq was, you know, just like proportionally big, like can move very well. he wanted to be. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. When he wanted to be. And that's that's trying to be preposterous. I'm just saying like he can he can move for a big dude. Right. Uh, He's he's problematic for the Bucks. Um, And then LaMarcus Aldridge coming off the bench for them. That's problematic for the Bucks. Um, the Bucks, you could the the lack of Brook Lopez, um, and another another real big, uh, was very obvious. Um, Be nice if they had Boogie right now. Yeah, I, I, that's what I thought. I saw something about Boogie the other day, and I was just like, God, what happened to Boogie? Um, why can we get him back now? And Serge, Serge looked good. Uh, and he has looked good. I mean, he's, you know, new team. He's starting to get back under. And Serge, he's not the Serge of uh, four or five years ago, who was one of the best, you know, not 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 top players on his team, you know, just a, a really nice piece on the team. Um, he was actually pretty good the other night, too. Um, but, yeah, so it, it, it felt like the, the Bucks were getting outdone. And when Giannis would try and drive the lane, they were – they were taking a page out of Nick Nurse's playbook and just crashing the lane. And Giannis couldn't get in there, and there wasn't enough shooting to support that. Uh, Grayson Allen was mostly absent on Saturday night. Uh, however, comma, Bobby Portis was on fire Saturday night a couple times. And <laughs> the one complaint I have about Coach Bud, especially on Saturday night, is he has the most inopportune time timing to pull Bobby Portis out of a game twice during the game. He was just ripping him. He had 30 points. He had a double double. He had 30 and 12, I think, right? Like playing like the first run draft pick he was supposed to be. And he was just ripping. And he had the, he had the stadium electric and Bud pulled him twice. Like while he was hot. Yeah. For, for like no reason, like, like, like just, just hammering threes, hammering them. I don't even, I don't have a stat sheet in front of me because I, I don't do that, but he was just hammering the threes. He he was hammering the threes from the corner that everyone got used to PJ Tucker hammering them from. Um, he's the, he's the favorite player. Giannis is great. Bobby Portis is the fan favorite player in Milwaukee right oh, yeah. now. Yeah. Cause he's just absolutely everything he, because he is so streaky and he gets hot and it's like NBA jam. <laughs> you think the net's going to start on fire when he's shooting three sometimes. And he is just such a presence. But uh, yeah, you're exactly and- to say you were exactly right. 30 and 12. <laughs> uh, he's 11 of 18 from the floor in that game in 36 minutes. Yeah. He was I mean, hot. Yeah. He was hot, hot, hot. And he was on the, he was missing off the floor for sizable chunks of time. And like I said, Bud was pulling him like after he, like the one time he got pulled out of the game while the crowd was chanting Bobby. He hit half of the three pointers the team hit. He was eight of fourteen from three. Oh, he was. And they were sixteen of thirty eight as a team. Mm-hmm. Like, and like, he got cold in the third period when the rest of the team got cold, and then he got hot right at the end again. And obviously missing um, uh, Chris Middleton. I I don't know that dude. Sometimes, man. <laughs> yeah, Middleton. He's, frust- was- he's frustrating. Like he's just absent sometimes. Team shot fifty two from the floor as a team, but I mean. That's with Bob shooting. Bobby shooting eleven of eighteen, Holiday shooting mm-hmm. seven of nine, um, yeah. and then you're like, he was, yep. he was he was good when he wasn't shooting from the charity stripe. Yeah, uh, Giannis shoots eight of twenty, including one of six from three. 
One of six. Mm-hmm. Why is he shooting six three pointers? <laughs> that doesn't. It get, was. Get that. It was a really weird game, and you know that was. Um, sadly, that was Holly's first ever NBA game, as you can imagine. Living most of our lives uh, since we've been together in Duluth, Minnesota, <laughs> and Holly growing up there in that area too. There's basketball doesn't exist. NBA doesn't exist. And you're not going to a Timberwolves game. No. So going all the way down to Milwaukee for a basketball game wasn't going to happen. And honestly, until we moved back down here, I hadn't been to an NBA game in years. And the last one had been uh, a Timberwolves game. Um, so Holly went to the, Holly went to the game and uh, the end of that game was painful in person. You know, um, just the foul, 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 or foul, free throw, foul, free throw, foul, free throw, foul, free throw. It, it felt like the, the the entire second half of the fourth quarter, the the last eighth of the game, I guess, if you're doing yeah. fractions properly. <laughs> um, it, it was very. It, it just felt like the 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 Nets, albeit a, a small lead, they had a big lead. I think it was all the way up to 14, 16 at one point. Yeah. Um, even when they trimmed it down at the end of the fourth quarter. It, it didn't feel like you were going to, the, the Nets were going to get the upper hand. And, you know, it is what it is. However, comma, that said, um, I would encourage everybody to get to a Bucks game. Uh, oh, now, Saturday was a little, Saturday was a little bit different because that was a nationally televised game. Um, they do things during every break. And I don't know if you guys know this, but when, especially a national ABC game, when they're four minute long commercial breaks, like they were running like, uh, uh, <laughs> they had, they had uh, the the guys who dunk off the trampolines and stuff like that. They had uh, inflatable bango bucks racing around the court like uh, yeah. like the sausage race. Um, they had a dance off. I mean, they roll this stuff out in ten seconds, perform for three three thirty, and then get off. At halftime, they had David Garibaldi, not the drummer from jazz fame, but David Garibaldi. He's a uh, uh, one of those splash painters like uh, who can make a portrait in like oh, six minutes. Okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. He made a portrait of Giannis and Chris Middleton in six minutes during halftime. Jeez. Like, yeah, it's just awesome. They got a DJ playing the whole time. DJ Shaw knows her name. She's awesome. Like, and uh, Holly was blown away. Holly, who comes from a theater background, um, Holly, who ran her own dinner theater for a time when she was uh, at, after college uh, before getting into mainstream acting. Um, uh, she was blown away by how great it was. We got there about 45 minutes early. We were on the Jumbotron for a little bit. Um, but like, it's just nonstop action at it, especially like a good, good team with a good, you know, not a good team, like good players, but like a good team, like the bucks, like top to bottom GM <laughs> down, like well-run organization. It's fun. Like, yeah, it's and now Saturday night, Saturday nights are probably more, festive than like a tuesday night or something like that but like man it was an event uh yeah everyone went home tired i wish they would have gotten the win but uh still bucks games are bucks games are fun to go to so this, this game statistically makes no sense to me so like, no this, not whatsoever no like okay so the bucks more defensive rebounds they had a better shooting percentage they made mm-hmm. more threes uh, they, like I said, the defensive rebounds, the biggest thing that hurts is they had seven more turnovers, but they b- both teams shot 25 free throws. The Bucks were slightly worse in the percentage, but it, you know, they took five more shots and made the same number of free throws, but, but the Nets had 14 more shots, mm-hmm. just 14 more total shots. They shot fewer threes and made fewer of them, but it's like the Bucks had the better shooting percentage. They had a better 
regular shooting percentage. They have better three-point. They had more defensive rebounds by a lot. It's like 24 to 39. Just statistically, there's nothing about this that says the Bucks should have lost this game. And they did. <laughs> just, they, got, they did. They got beat. They got beat, though. They really did. Like it was. Uh, there, there was. There, like I said, there was points when Bobby got hot, but otherwise, it felt like the Bucks were playing from behind, even even at the beginning. Like not right away at the beginning. At the beginning, they jumped out to a little bit of a lead, but then yeah. by mid first quarter, it felt like. Uh, uh, yeah, I'm not kidding you, man. They they seemed like they they were out firepowered for a little for like it's not like the Bucks weren't throwing the house at them. Minus yeah. Brooke Lopez, they were. This is the weird thing now. You look at this schedule and you, you keep thinking, you know, the Nets the last couple of years, then having the run they had last year and everything and how good that team was. The Nets are in eighth place in the East right now. They're yeah. Eighth place. I mean, they got a winning record, but they're in eighth place in the East. Charlotte, who the Bucks just destroyed today, is in ninth. They're, they're two games back of Brooklyn right now. Which the difference well, is, well, you know, we well, lost to the well, Nets well, and, and beat the Hornets, basically, is a whole swing right there well, to the detriment detriment of the nets they got rid of their problem so yeah. there you go and yeah. the bucks are sitting in fifth place now they are only four and a half back of first but they are only t- two and a half away from being in seventh place which is in that stupid play-in game garbage that they do yeah they better pick it up or they're going to find themselves in that play-in game because against what the hawks they, what is, <laughs> you know like yeah i don't want that They've 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 lost four of their last five, five of the last six. Well, yeah, now? four of the last six. They 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 lost four out of five, but then win tonight. Uh, their okay. wins oh, being sorry. against the yeah, Pacers and then Charlotte getting those wins. But yeah, I I, I have some concerns it, now about this team being able to do a lot because it's like, are, are we going to beat Cleveland? Are we going to beat the Sixers down the stretch yeah. if we need to? Uh, is this team going to be able to to avoid playing in that playing game in the seventh spot because they've it, been falling? Yeah. I, I, I love Drew Holiday. I really do. He's a fun point guard to watch. But, man, that guy's a liability sometimes from the line. Like, down the stretch in the Nets game, he was a liability from the line. That was one of the big problems in the postseason last year was him, his shooting. You know, like, don't get me wrong. We don't win the championship without Drew Holiday, I don't think. Correct. Because he's that that caliber of a, 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 a playmaking point guard, making other people make plays. But, uh, like – He's he's kind of proven to be a liability shooting wise. So yeah, even though you said he was seven of nine from the field, yeah, he actually shot very well. Yeah, shot seven and nine from the field. Yeah, which he did. He shot really well from the field. But those free throws, man, down, what was he four for eight from the like fifty? Hold on a second, I can pull the. Um, he was. I've got the full sheet up here, so it's he's four of eight. Just yeah, great. I called. God, I was paying. I was. I was really paying attention during the game. By the way, <laughs> if you couldn't tell, I got Bobby's stats right and that stat right. Yeah, just um, from osmosis. Giannis, yeah. twelve of sixteen from free throw. His free throw yeah, shooting is shot, not a problem now. Fine. Yeah, he shoots. He's been shooting fine. If this he year. shoots seventy five percent, he's fine. Like seventy five is an acceptable rate for Giannis. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. But like, I mean, I, I, it's like it's like you said. It's just. It, Drew Holiday finds the way to to miss shots at the most inopportune moments. Like he, it, there was a couple free throws. Had he made, it would have tied the game. And just I don't know, mm. I don't know. The buck, the Bucks shooting, like the clutch shooting down the the, the line at the end, kind of felt out of place. And it was like I said, like with Chris too. Like I I know Chris is. I I saw what everyone knows what he can do, but it seems like he disappears sometimes. Like. I really can't tell you anything he really did the other night during the game. Well, they're going to have some fun times coming up ahead because their next three are the Heat, who lead the East, uh, the yep. Bulls, who are second, and then the Suns. So 
that's that'll be fun. That is no, a that is one, a if Suns right come out and play like they did the last time they played the Suns and they get uh, like they forgot that the playoffs are over. Um, yeah, well they'll get yeah. them at home this time and they'll be on ABC. So that's not a stretch right. I like to see with how the Bucks are playing right now. But we'll see how it all goes as it plays out, and we'll talk about that more next week. Uh, we did have good college basketball this week. Uh, Marquette goes up. Uh, they had a they were down at half, um, and it looked kind of rough. Like uh, just they gave up thirty three to Butler in the first half, and Butler did. They were playing pretty well, and they were playing you know a consistent game, and they were being you know right there with Marquette the whole way, just kind of hanging in their face. Uh, but Marquette with the home crowd pulls out, beats him by 11 points in the second half and kind of walks away from him. I mean, at the end of the day here, um, Butler shoots 55.6% from the from the charity stripe. You know, they're 10 of 18. They shoot 4 of 23 from 3. Um, that, that defense was really helping out. I mean, Marquette, though, shoots 6 of 24 from 3. Not Neither team was shooting particularly well. Just... Good, solid defense. Key moments down the stretch. Marcel looking great. Lewis had an okay game, not up to his standard, but uh, Marcel steps in, does well. Just the depth of what Marquette plays. They're so different from Wisconsin in that regard that Marquette is playing, you know, I mean, Prosper, Igadaro, uh, Joplin, they are getting major time on the floor basically every game. Igadaro was out there 27 minutes in this game. <laughs> yeah, so we're seeing just they're playing 10 players, 12 players every game. And uh, just just hanging in there. This is a team they needed to beat because they lost to Butler earlier, and this is not a team they should lose to. So but, uh, Marquette needs to kind of hang in there because I think the top five teams get a first-round bye. So they, they'd really like to not have to play in that first round of the Big East tournament, which is coming up very quickly. They, they should really kind of win out down the stretch. Like These are teams they right. should be beating. Um, but they, gotta, they just got to finish. Um, like we said, that defense has been there every week. It's been there every week, holding Butler to 56. That's that's a very good game. But yeah, I mean, they're shooting 41 from the field, 25 from three, and 80 from the line as percentages. And uh, that's not particularly fantastic. They needed to find a couple better plays there. Um, nine turnovers, which is a bit high for them, but they do get, you know, they force 16 turnovers from Butler. So, yeah, it, it was a good game for Marquette. They played a great second half, got the home crowd in front of them. Uh, it was National Marquette Day, I guess, too. Which oh, I didn't know. I that was, was a wait, thing. I was waiting for you to finish that what you were talking about the game because I can talk about National Marquette Day. Go ahead, tell me about that. I I was like, okay, <laughs> National Marquette Day, I guess. So so basically, it's it's the equivalent to what Marquette has for homecoming, I guess, because they don't have <laughs> okay. a football team, so they don't have a homecoming. Oh, like the turbo. So, yeah, right. So <laughs> so their game was obviously a home game at Fiserv. Yep. Before the Bucks game. So there was a doubleheader at Fiserv that day. I can't believe how well they cleaned up Fiserv, by the way. Um, so basically all of Marquette's alumni and all their current people are go to the game and uh so let's just say uh MLK Drive and State Street, that area, if you know what I'm talking about, between State Street and uh uh, uh Juno downtown on MLK drive where all the bars are those places were so me and Holly showed up uh, Saturday uh, morning and then we walked down from our hotel to Pfizer because we were going to check out the deer district and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we found out because it was about the same time the game ended uh, we found out what Marquette fans can be like when they are drunk post game win <laughs> and uh, we we promptly got a lift out of there and went down to Bayview and 
hung out down at uh, Cafe Lulu and the Central. So that's, uh, <laughs> so that's where we, we got as far away from downtown as we could because it was it was Dead House. And actually, uh, <laughs> Nate Marzian, I think is his name on Twitter, had put something up. Oh, yeah, yeah. Bar, Barstool me. Milwaukee had something at the RW, RWA bar. And I thought for a half second, like, hey, we'll go check it out. My, I, being 42 years old, are we 42 or 43? 42 We're 42. years old. Where's 42? I got to gotta do that to me, older. my man. That's <laughs> so weird. I'm so weird like that. I'm just, it's like I'm praying for death. Just reminding um, me. But, hold on. Uh, but I was like, we stopped into, we stopped, we were going to go into the Milwaukee, uh, Milwaukee broad house. And, uh, oh. uh, that was impossible to get into. It was shoulder to shoulder with college kids and alumni. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Wow, it was you know Marquette doesn't have a big crowd. It only like I said, it just packed about you know like a couple blocks you know downtown Milwaukee, but uh, it was ruckus. It was ruckus. So all right, Marquette currently sitting in fifth, one game ahead of Seton Hall, the Pirates. But the the, so last... the, the Big East has got to be like the East in the NBA. It's got to be tight top to bottom, right? Um, well, uh, up through Seton Hall, there's five and a half games separating the top six teams. All right, then there's St. Okay. John's. Xavier is seven and a half back. Butler nine and a half. DePaul is ten back, and Georgetown has not won a game in the Big East this year. After winning the Big East tournament last year, yeah, they're they're That's bad. So I watched crazy. them play UConn, and that team is bad, just bad. They are wow. six and twenty-two overall, and so yeah. So, how, yeah, so how, far, how far back is Marquette from five to one then? They're they're in fifth. They're they're four and a half yeah. back of Providence, who yeah. is you know the ninth ranked team in the country right now. And right, then, exactly. That's what I meant. It's kind of like the Eastern Conference. Like between yeah. five and one, there's only a couple yeah. games. Okay, got it. All right. So, that was it. Sorry, yeah. John. <laughs> um, Badgers yeah, also national, had National Marquette Day. Woo. Yeah, Viterbo has something like that for anyone who knows like the lacrosse area. There's Viterbo University down the southern part of the, of the city there. It's mm-hmm. the Catholic University in town. They're the V-Hawks. Um, but, yeah, they don't have a football team. So they have their own homecoming, right. which is during basketball season. Right. Um, and I went to that one year because um, I had a girl I had been dating, a woman I had been dating, needed a date. And we were no longer dating at that time. But we went together. What uh, happened? No. Oh. No, it's just someone else. Uh, we're still friends and everything. is So we just went there together just to hang out and do that. And then I met someone else who I dated after that, actually, at that dance. But uh, it was it was strange. I was like, what the heck is going mm. on? She tried to tell me um, I couldn't wear anything strange or weird. And I was just like, well, I'm going to do it now, obviously. Uh, so my, what I did was I, I took my combat boots and I polished them perfectly. And I showed oh, up wow. and I'm in a suit wearing combat boots. And she couldn't tell <laughs> because they were so... <laughs> well shown like they were this they were the the list you could see yourself in them i was like you couldn't even tell i could wear combat boots nobody'd know because right they look so nice because oh. i know how to well, polish a shoe back in the day when our army yeah when we had to polish our boots i had a pair of boots that i could have worn to a, a formal gathering too yeah because actually that was the thing didn't uh airborne did wear boots with their class haze, right? Yeah, they're a whole they different might, thing. They might still. I don't know. I'm not airborne, so I don't know. Lousing their I, boots I per- in their dress uniforms and all that. Yeah, who knows? Yeah, and they, and they blouse their blouse their dress pants, too. Yep. Um, but we'll say the Badgers also played a, a good game this week. Um, you know, they, they had two rough ones in a row, which doesn't look that way because 
Minnesota and Rutgers are kind of down there. Rutgers actually has really bounced back nicely this year and is sitting mm-hmm. in the top half of the Big Ten and going to be in the tournament. Mm-hmm. They just they will be. Yep. But yeah, they um they fought. they have they have enough impressive wins against good teams. I mean, they've yeah. beaten I think all the big teams. I think they they beat, they beat Purdue, Wisconsin. Sure. They beat Purdue. Um, they've had a couple really nice wins. Um, I think they beat Michigan State too, didn't they? Uh, I could double That's check a, that, but no, they had. Yeah, don't worry on. about it. That's it. It's irrelevant. But anyway, so yeah, it, I think they have some Rutgers is sneaky good. They, yeah, yeah, consistent coming, though. Coming into this, they had beat. They lost to Michigan on the twenty third. Before that, they well, well, they lost to Purdue. They beat Illinois. They beat Ohio State. They beat Michigan State. I mean, they had a stretch there where won several in a row. But yeah, they just they lost to Purdue recently and Michigan recently, and then they lost to the Badgers. But it's um that they're a really rough team. They've got Ron Harper Jr., who is a very good player. That guy can really really play. Um, he's they got a couple other guys who can kind of move around well. Baker looked good out there, and they T- just tell me tell me that he is Ron Harper's son, right? A hundred percent, yes. Okay, and, and you okay. would see Not his just face. Some, some random dude named Ron Harper that just yeah happened to have a kid that make it to college basketball. <laughs> right. No, you'll watch him and you'll be like, ah, yep, no, that is Ron Harper's kid with a lot more hair than Ron Harper had when he played. But mm. um, yeah, no, and that guy can move, uh, and he can shoot, and he his can. Dad, his dad could play. His dad was really good. Yes. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I'm saying he's he's also very good in his own right. Um, he was playing down low, and he was playing very well against um, Tyler Wall. And uh, the, the one thing that was just frustrating is it really seemed like they were playing where, you know, you, you would get that and say, just let them play. And they did, mm-hmm. you know, so long as you were wearing the Rutgers uniform because they were pushing right. people around. Johnny Davis gets hit. You know, it's like Giannis. He doesn't get any of these calls. Uh, they would mm-hmm. two or three guys hit him across the chest as he's going up, and then the ball would come out, and they're like, "Hey, we're just letting him play." And then the one that was the most frustrating, Boboranski, Boboranski, where he that dude just just hates several Wisconsin players, just personally mm-hmm. and viscerally, and it's ridiculous. There was one point, it might have been, it might have been uh, Baker. I can't remember who did it, but uh, Rutgers player. Elbows, uh, uh, rebounds come going up. It's bouncing off the the iron, and he just hits Davison right across the chest with an elbow and knocks him to the ground, and then takes a step and falls over his body, and they called a foul on Davison, and that was just it was just utterly ridiculous. Uh, Badgers got out to a good lead at halftime in this one. Uh, Rutgers came back, took the lead, I think twice uh, with I don't know, is about five minutes left, six minutes left in this game. It was getting frustrating. There were a couple stretches there early on where the Badgers just could not find the bottom of the basket. Like they're getting they're getting decent looks. They were getting shots up and not making it. But yeah, they they found a way towards the end. They just they got enough guys and enough talent that they find a way to get something done most of these games. And they're alone on top of the Big Ten right now. Uh, they are the top team. They are a game clear of Purdue. But guess what? Purdue and Wisconsin at the Kohl Center Tuesday night. That's going to be a heck of a game. Uh, right now, I think it's eighth ranked Purdue and tenth ranked Wisconsin. So that one's wow. going to be incredible. If the Badgers win that, they're basically in because they will play Nebraska for the last game of the Big Ten season and uh, could get that one seed. What was it? I think they said, um, what was it? How many years in a row? Like this would be if he could win the regular season, it would be the two of the last three regular season championships would be the Badgers. And this is the one that's the least predictable. Like absolutely, right, no, 100% this team is going to no stink. Sense. This is supposed to be like the hockey team this year. <laughs> the hockey team, which does stink, yeah. But no, this yeah, team was I mean, 
young guys. You said, oh, Davison's back, but whatever. And, and Johnny Davis looks good, but we'll see how he goes. And we're going to have a freshman point guard. Um, I guess we're counting on Tyler Wall and Davison to help us out. And then you look, oh, no, Johnny Davis could be player of the year. Chucky Hepburn is maybe the best freshman in the conference. Um, and he's just a tremendous point guard out there. And then he's a great ball on defender, you know, on ball defender, I should say. Um, yeah, this team has surprised me and they look just solid. They do not play deep into the bench though. They just, they do not. Um, Jacoby Neath had a couple nice plays in this game and, uh, that, that definitely helped, but, uh, they, they do not get a lot of scoring from this bench. They in fact got, here it goes. Two total points from the bench in this game. Winning 66 to 61. Two points from the bench. Uh, Carlson made a free throw. And also a vote made a free throw. And that's it. Neath had some nice plays, but he did not score a point. Jordan Davis actually played 11 full minutes in this game, which is kind of interesting. He came out pretty early. He didn't get a basket. He missed a field goal, which was a three-pointer. That's the only shot he took. And <laughs> didn't score any points. Uh, but yeah, no, they, they managed to stay with this team. Uh, Baker, yeah, Baker was on fire. He was nine of nineteen from the field, and and they just, yeah, uh, they they just looked pretty good out there. And I thought Rutgers had a real chance of taking this one from Wisconsin, but Wisconsin just enough at the end to kind of lock it out and and pull it down. Uh, it, it was it was a moment there where I thought it was going to be like the uh, like they called a timeout down by four with four seconds left, and you're just like, oh, all right, whatever. Uh, Minnesota did that the the game before. And then shot a three pointer just for no reason, just just to make it a one point game. But it's as the clock was expired, like time expired as Minnesota shooting a three pointer with no time left, and it's like down by four. Like all right, I mean we don't care. This game is over, so go ahead, do whatever you got to do. But you know, getting those two wins, getting Purdue coming in now though, and uh, this is, I mean, it's kind of for everything at this point because the, the Badgers really should beat. Nebraska, regardless of what they do, Nebraska is two and sixteen in the Big Ten, eight and twenty-one overall. That's that's not a good team. Um, but I mean, and and not in the way like Minnesota is, is four and fourteen, but they've kind of hung around with a lot of people and just like Nebraska in football, kind of hang around with a lot of people, but they don't have quite enough to actually win these games yet. So yeah, we'll see how that all works out. I like how Wisconsin, the number one team in the Big Ten, is the tenth ranked team. Will play the number two team in the Big Ten. Eighth rate Purdue. <laughs> so that'll be an interesting one Tuesday, and it'll be fun to, to see what can go on there. And hopefully if the Badgers can get a win there, that would be just incredible for this team. Just incredible from the preseason projections of this team to see where they are. Because I think a lot of people pick them like seventh, eighth in the Big Ten. So Yeah, no, I was just actually looking up uh I could get uh I could get price I could get tickets cheaper for the Bucks game on Wednesday night than I can way cheaper i can get uh two tickets for 25 bucks a piece for the bucks game on wednesday <laughs> night against the heat as opposed to i think the cheapest what? ticket was nosebleed at Coles for 135 a ticket Jeez. against purdue yeah wow yeah because yeah i don't know that'd be interesting and good yeah. luck if you and good luck if your kids ever want to sit uh go see billy eilish down in chicago because those uh general admission tickets are a thousand dollars by the way <laughs> all right well, Good I don't. God. Sorry, I, I I clicked on it by accident. That, that's why I was kind of quiet there for a second. I was like, "How much to go see Billie Eilish? Are you <laughs> serious? Like back row all the way, like at the United Center, back row. Like that's a, that's a lot of money. It's a, it's a lot of money to have somebody just make me feel sad. 
$500. Well, that's all the suburbanites of Chicago with all, you know, with, with, with just tons of just disposable income, just appeasing their daughters, you know, it's like that grunge stuff. They're like, Oh, I just feel sad about how, how our life is and all the problems. And you're like, yeah, eventually they all die. Suburban kids, all your problems. Tell me about it. All right. That's all we've got for here. And we will wrap this segment up but we'll move everything else into a segment that we lovingly call our last call time to look around and get your bearings it's time for the last call all right going into the last call i guess the biggest thing is a uh, badger men's hockey i guess they played hockey this week uh, they did not look yeah you should have just led with wrestling because <laughs> they probably won no wrestling didn't actually play this week we can say that the big 10 tournament will be uh, this weekend, so keep your eyes out for that. Oh. Uh, the seedings just came out today, but yeah, I mean they're the eighth ranked or ninth ranked team in the country right now. But mm-hmm. they're gonna have a they're gonna have quite a lot of quite a lot of troubles going up against uh, all the other Big Ten schools who are you know mm-hmm. like six or seven of the top ten teams right now. So yeah, should be a good week. It's if you like wrestling, Big Ten tournament is darn near the national championship tournament. It's it's gonna be incredible. Yeah. But yeah, uh, men's hockey went out there and just uh, just fell apart. It was it was they got not de- good. Didn't they get destroyed on yeah. Saturday? Yeah, yeah, Minnesota had a chance to wrap up the regular season um, Big Ten championship, and they did. They beat Wisconsin five nothing, six nothing. Game two started off. The Badgers were really pressing um, and did get a lot of, of good looks early. They got an early goal. They got taken away get angry about it it was the right call um little goaltender interference uh badgers had a, a skate in the crease it hit the goalie skate too uh, it was a good shot by uh inamoto but it got taken off the board it i hate saying it but it was exactly the right call so uh, that's yeah. basically it for regular season they'll be playing notre dame in the first round of the big 10 tournament notre dame is ranked and yeah that's gonna be a rough set for them they look good last time they played notre dame but uh, we'll see how it goes once the tournament starts this could very well be the last weekend of, of Badger men's hockey for the season, though, and we'll see how they come back next year with, a, you know, Kuhlman's and uh St. Fowl and some of those guys coming back next year. It was probably Cameron Rowe coming back for another season as well. Uh, in terms of women's hockey, uh, women, they, they beat the Bemidji State Beavers, and they move on to round two of the WCHA tournament. Uh, they beat them both games. Um, so they'll be playing Ohio State, who just swept Wisconsin a couple weeks back. Uh, so it's number two, Ohio State. This is the WCHA in women's hockey. Number one, Minnesota will play number eight, UMD. Number two, Ohio State will play number four, Wisconsin. Those are the top four teams right now left in the WCHA wow. tournament for women's hockey. Four top hey, so, eight schools. So wait, so is Minnesota number one in both men and women's hockey? Yes. Well, no, they're not in men's, I don't think. They were number four in men's coming out of this week. They're number one. In, they're number one in the Big Ten, though, right? Number one in the Big Ten. They won the Big Ten. Um, Michigan lost to Notre Dame, and um, that was really all they needed. So it's, uh, it's, been, it's been a lo- it's been a long time since that's been the bit. I mean, when the when the uh, women's golfers team was winning three national championships, the men's team stunk. Yeah. So yeah, no, I mean that's yeah, it's been a long time. It just when you said that, I was like, oh wow. So the Gophers are legit teams. Okay. Um, WIAC Division Three. Uh, Stevens Point beat Superior three uh, two and four three. Particularly close games. Those are good games for for Superior after they got through the yeah. beating Northland. 
uh, beating Northland very handily too. But yeah, four three uh, three two. Both games took place at KB Willett. Uh, UW Eau Claire beats River Falls three two and three one. So it will be Stevens Point versus UW Eau Claire for the the WIAC championship, which again is not an automatic bid into the national tournament, but. So. Pointers are the number nine team in the country right now, and they will almost certainly be in win or lose. I would think at this point. Uh, elsewhere, it's, it's, it's been it's been twenty five years of us complaining about that <laughs> since my days at UW Spear. It's always been that way. Like the WAC is not an automatic bid into the national into the. The, back, the final four back when i watched when when i was in like grade school middle school high school the, the pointers and them were in the uh, uh ncha so mm-hmm. that you know the wic is a more recent thing which is probably why they didn't give them the automatic bid yet but well i don't think the ncha got one either did they they do they have one they currently do and, and what's going on there is that saint norbert beat aurora number six at the time saint norbert and number one uh adrian beat trine so we will see St. Norbert versus Adrian for the NCHA championship coming oh, up this week. That's right. That's right. Okay. I'm correcting. I'm correcting. I'm correcting. I'm correcting. Yeah. Okay, so that's, that's right. um, I think it's right now. It's number five versus number one for the NCHA tournament championship. Adrian did just sweep St. Norbert a couple of weeks ago. The projection is probably you're going to have the number one team in the country win and move on and get the automatic bid. But St. Norbert will probably get an at large uh, in terms of women's hockey. I would uh, like to see try and win it all. <laughs> I don't think Trine's getting in. Where do uh, I where do I bet on Trine? I have no idea where you bet on on, on men's D three hockey. Oh my god! Probably at Oneida you, Casino. You, you, you know, somewhere on Vegas, there's some greasy little circle out there that all they do is bet D three hockey. Probably, uh, maybe at Oneida Casino, which is the only gambling casino that gives sports betting in Wisconsin, as far as I know. Uh no, uh, the Saint Croix Casino in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin, John. Oh, okay. I, I only heard about the one, so that's interesting to know. I'm not going to either, yeah. but sorry, um, St. Craig Casino in Turtle Lake, Wisconsin. I uh, number five, Eau Claire. That's, that's where I'm hockey. from. If you haven't heard that on this podcast before, in women's D3 hockey, Eau Claire beats Stevens Point five nothing and three two, and then River Falls beats Superior six zero six zero. So number four, River Falls. Number five, Eau Claire will be playing for the WIAC championship. Uh, the NCHA tournament will have uh, number 10, Adrian versus Aurora, and then Lake Forest versus St. Norbert uh, on the women's side. So that's really about all we have, because like I said, the uh, I wrestling Forest. didn't have anything go on. Yeah, Lake Forest, Illinois. Uh, nothing going on in terms of the college wrestling this week for the Badgers. They will have the upcoming Big Ten tournament. So that'll be something exciting to look forward to. That's really all we have this week. Uh, we managed to stretch a full show out of this, so thank you again for joining us. Uh, it's been I had a lot of I had a lot of vamping. You did I, I, no ranting, not vamping. And I was going to say too. So, <laughs> uh, I, so are, are we still going to the last call, or are we just wrapping it up right we now? Wrap it up. This was the last call, man. Really oh, didn't. that's right. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, my bad. Um, uh, I was going to say uh, I, I meant to say it on the top too. I was going to say after what's been happening in Ukraine. Um, I know I like to rant a lot uh, on on this podcast and about sports in general, and mm-hmm. I kind of let loose a couple month or about a month and a half ago about Aaron Rodgers. And uh, then you watch watch your uh, you you watch your news and you see what's going on in Ukraine, and you think back to you know what you've done in the past. And you know, me and you shared one deployment. And my first deployment was sketchy, um, and uh, then all of a sudden, sports doesn't 
I went to the Bucks game on Saturday, and Holly was like, "Well, you're not even mad that they lost." I'm like, "I I don't really don't care. It's sports. Like I I just you know <laughs> like like the, the 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 being mad level about sports went way down like when Ukraine happened like, with the invasion of Ukraine, and you know it's just like I'm not gonna rant about sports for a little bit. I'm just gonna enjoy the sports. I'll do some vamping, you know, yeah. but I'm not gonna. I'm not going to get mad. And if, you know, if the Bucks get knocked out early out of the playoffs, you know, it's like, it, it's good to have a little reset every once in a while as to what's actually important. Yeah. So, anyway. All right, everybody. Thank you again. Uh, God bless everybody out there. Take care of yourselves. Take care of your families. Uh, God bless you. Yeah. All right. Thank you again for joining us. Remember, whether you're on to town or on to go, it's always on Wisconsin. This has been the Scotty Johnny Podcast. Remember to find the boys on Twitter at ScottyJohnny1 or online at ScottyJohnny.com. Thanks for listening and on Wisconsin.